I'm Aria Schwartz and welcome to the Windsider Show where it's all about the W. August 31st was a big night in the W as each game has so much impact. I'm here with Donnie Barlavi and Miles Ehrlich, Windsider staff writers, to discuss the New York Liberty taking on the Minnesota Lynx. like our show please consider joining our patreon community patreon.com backslash windsider for less than a cup of coffee a month you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the w and don't forget to see our amazing staff's written content at windsider.com remember downloading the episode makes our stats look better a better listening experience and allows us to continue doing this important work last plug you want to sponsor an episode of the windsider show email us at winfo <laughs> winfo email us at info at windsider dot com all right folks a wild game liberty links important game as liberty try and continue to grow their seeding the minnesota links trying to hold on to that top four seed and maybe dethrone the seattle storm of that top three seed new york liberty oh, yeah. currently uh at the eight seed danny talk to me here going into this game what were the keys what what was your thought process uh, with the injuries and everything. Yeah, um, so to address that just head-on right away, um, early in the afternoon uh, yesterday, uh, it came out from Lix PR that Lacia Clarendon had been ruled out and Sylvia Faust was questionable uh, with a, a lower leg injury, I believe is the way it was put, and a shoulder injury, respectively. Uh, neither ended up playing. Uh, they also lost Amir Stantis, midway through the third, I think. Uh, so, yeah, uh, the Lynx won this game, down three starters. Um, and also with uh, Crystal Dangerfield and Natalie Chan were both in foul trouble after only the first couple minutes. So, yeah, I mean, it was a really, really... Going into the game, really the tone in shoot-around when I spoke to Rachel Bannum earlier in the day and uh, the tone after was just... Um, the players felt, uh, you know, an obligation to step up, a, a next man up mentality, as it's usually put. Um, this team is constructed to be 12 players deep. Um, there's not a single player on the links that doesn't, you know, can't contribute on a given night. Um, and yeah, it, it was truly a full, uh, it really was a full team effort. I think that doesn't show anywhere more clearly than in the uh, bench scoring differential. I, I think that the Lynx scored 25 off the bench. The Liberty only had six. Um, and that really is the game right there. Um, you know, it was decided by less than 10. Um, so, yeah, I mean, off the bench, big shout out to Rachel Bannum and to Ariel Powers combined for 18 points. Rachel had three points in like three minutes. Um, not three minutes played, but in like a three minute span. So, yeah. Um, it definitely was a situation where the roster didn't let themselves get defeated by the injuries and just took it as motivation. Honestly, watching this game got me, like, it brought me back to older days when I could be more of a fan, right? Like, mm -hmm. this team has so many aspects to it. Now, don't get me started about Achanwa. You know, I'm not a fan of that. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, how many games are we going to have her posting? 
like less than 10 rebounds and less than five points with like a bunch of fouls, right? Like I yeah. get it. She does important things. She's a very important player for this team in and obviously still reasons. still working through injury, all of yeah, that. Yeah, still, yeah. Wearing, I'm not, still wearing I'm not a leg brace out on the floor, all of that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not ignoring any of that. And obviously look, filling filling the the shoes of the greatest center of all time and Sylvia yeah, Bowles. Not easy. It's not easy. No, no one's denied. I'm well aware of all all of the, the caveats. It's just like, is she the right person for this team in my opinion? Yeah, no, no, that being said. One rebound last night, 13 minutes played due to fouls, and, I mean, a combination of fouls and the injury, like. Not a great show. Not, it wasn't, well, a, it we, wasn't we yeah, we don't have to linger on that. We don't have to linger on that. I think it's a fair complaint. Fine. Dantas was struggling at the time when she went down with her injury. Mm-hmm. A huge, important player for this team. We don't need to get into that. I've beaten that like crazy just because I think. Her making just one or two threes a game. And recently I saw an interview with Reeve uh, where she remarked that it was that important for Dantas to keep shooting even if she's missing because she opens up the game for the rest of the players. And I think that's so important. Not having Lay there was the huge question mark in my mind, right? Like, we saw what this team was before Lay joined. And now it's been a question mark of what happens if Lay goes down. Yeah, because like they was in a boot last night on uh, their right leg. Um, the the tone from Reeve after the game, it didn't sound like she was feeling like Leisha was going to be ready to come back by the next one. So, yeah, we're still waiting on a timetable. But but the the positive of that is Bantam looked good, confident, yeah. right? One one turnover that that yeah, five was assists. Great. Yeah, yeah. Jess Shepard. Honestly, best game I've seen from her in a long time. Starting to look more like rookie Jess, where, mm-hmm. you know, hustle down. Like, what I saw from Jess and Collier, one, there was one play where, like, even, I think, what was it? Collier drove to the paint, put up, a, like, a little bit of too fast of a shot. Shep gets the rebound, puts it up, and it was tipped away or something like that. And then Collier puts it back in. Or, or maybe it was the other way around. But that's what I was expecting and getting used to seeing. Seeing Shep... Finally get good minutes. Obviously, you know, staying game ready is an important aspect of mm-hmm. this. But just a, a, a great showing from her. Bridget Carlton also, by the way, shout out to Bridget Carlton who visited the JCC in St. Louis Park where I uh, my name is in the rafters. for Not actually, but it's on a bunch of trophies there for my prowess as an intramural basketball player and coach. <laughs> but, just, just, you know, shameless plug for me. Um, awesome. But, what I liked about this Lynx team is what I saw was a gutsy, fearless performance. They're going to crawl, scrape, bite, do whatever it takes to pull out the victory. And that's important. And we saw it from role players and seeing yeah. Ariel Powers come back and play that. Like, what what was the biggest positive from the Lynx, for the Lynx from that game in your mind? Um... I mean, to, to shift gears a little bit and talk about the starting unit, um, I tweeted this a bit, so this, this is a recycled take, to be transparent, but um, I was really encouraged by what I saw from K-Mac last night. Uh, she had 25 points. Um, she just looked incredibly confident. She was cutting to the basket really aggressively. She's actually... Uh, I, I was looking at her synergy stats a little bit earlier, and she's towards the top of the league in cuts, Um in terms of offensive efficiency. And yeah, she was converting those uh, consistently, uh, really just like not settling for the three, but still taking them and making them. And yeah, I was just, 
it, it was very clear to me that K-Mac felt that she needed to lead on the offensive end, and also she did great work on defense and grabbed nine rebounds and all of that. Um, and yeah, I, I really thought it was a... It was. It, it felt for the first time like K-Mac was like, this is my team, I'm going to take over this game, and I want to see that from her on a regular ba- basis, especially in the playoffs, even with Silback, even with Layback. Um, I mean, she she can be so incredible when she's feeling herself, and I love to see that. Well, the thing I was going to say is, watching that game, I agree with everything you said. The the notes, right? Like I was, I was smelling a fine wine. The notes I was getting <laughs> was I was seeing K-Mac play like a finals MVP. And I, yeah. and I realized that's a, a big statement to make. I'm not, I'm not even, you know, shorthanding that statement, but it looked like she was one of those players where, you know, shout out to Emma Mieseman, shout out to, uh, I'm trying to think of, of who else has won. MVP but these said. these players that have really like taken these moments, even though you know, um, yeah, I mean, just like players who have really seized the moment in the finals and taken over, and you know, did the next man up thing, did the this is a big game and I'm going to hone in and I'm going to kick ass thing, and I mean, K Mac has that spark. She has that spark. She went seven for seven from the free throw line, an impeccable free throw shooter. That's her job. Yeah, and and and. That's so, so important to have yeah, that player huge. that you can do it. And also for somebody like her who needs those confidence boosts every once in a while. I, I think it's so underrated. The thing I like about her attacking the basket with the confidence and aggression that she is, is a shooter, if a shooter is not hitting their shots, the mm-hmm. best thing you can do is get to the free throw line. That's yeah. that's practice reps. That's free points. So her having that ability to do it, and obviously, you know, to seal the game late in the game is just you know, the, the clutchness. Um Gene, she definitely has. But that's what I was seeing. I Watching this game, I was seeing a Minnesota Lynx team that was playing much more playoff-style basketball. And when I say playoff-style yeah. basketball, talked about it with Miles in the the, the game about, or the, the episode about the Connecticut Sun. You slow the game down a little bit. You know, option one is closed off. Sill's gone. Option two is closed off. Fee had a good game, but honestly, like, struggled early on in the game and really yeah. had to fight through. She and got going in the second more. She and, got going in the and second. And they needed it. They absolutely they, needed it. It was the separating factor, and it was great. Yeah. The rebounds. Talk to me about Fee's rebounding. Oh, well, that was amazing. Uh, um, she played center pretty much for a lot of this game. She uh, did tip off at the start of the game over Nat. Um, and, yeah, she was the go-to rebounder, the go-to option in the post on um, both ends of the floor, uh, 14 rebounds. I think she's only, it's her career high. I think she's hit it three times, twice a season, something like that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I sound like a broken record, but it, I, when, when I spoke to Fee after the game, she was just hammered home the idea that, you know, she knew Syl was out. She knew that they couldn't afford to let any rebounds get loose because, you know, Syl's not there to clean up after them was kind of the way she put it. Um, so yeah, she, there was definitely a fire and a just decisiveness on the boards from V that was really, you know, she chased them down. She set her mind to getting a board and she got it. And, and yeah, it was no, amazing. I would no, I was just going to say there was a couple times. I don't know if you saw these plays. There was like two specific plays that are, I'm closing my eyes and I can see them where, <laughs> She got a hustle play, get the rebound, and she thought they were, like, 
I think one of them, Sabrina, went for a block, missed it, and then he was just standing there like, is nobody else going to play defense on me? Easy she, she really, like, relishes in those moments where it's just like, oh, okay, you're going to underestimate me? Let's let's see how that goes. Yep. Yeah, yep. she loves that. Yeah, no, it, it, it was just amazing. Let's, let's flip it onto the other side and bring on the other guest yeah. of our show, Miles Ehrlich. I sorry if you hate that when I do that. I apologize. I just can't not do a pirate accent. I, it's out of my system. Miles, talk to me on the flip side. The New York Liberty. They're now eleven. Well, eleven and fifteen going into the game. Five and eight away. Um, just a, a tough little situation for them as they're really starting to flow. Obviously, there's there's positives. There's highlights. You know, Natasha Howard really not not having the same game that she had last time against Minnesota, but really starting more and more so to get her footing with this team. And we starting to see, you know, how scary they can be with, with the different lineups they have. Talk me, talk me about the New York Liberty, that seafoam season, Miles. It's obviously been a, a tough stretch. And again, thank you for having me again. Um, but it's been a tough stretch lately. But Natasha Howard is just trying in real time to make up for all of the reps that she's missed throughout most of the season due to first showing up late, then being back for two games and then having an injury that cost her the next several months. So she's trying in real time without a lot of practice reps to get the game speed back under her. And we see there's a lot of, there's been a lot of talk in these pressers about just her being sped up. And there were some plays last night where you see she'll make these, you know, these 95 cent moves with five cent finishes where it's just like these great, great plays. And then she gets too far under the basket or she's, She's just kind of lost out there. Um, but the athleticism is there, and the team is so much more dynamic when she's a threat to score inside. And we didn't see it quite as much this time as we saw the last matchup with the Lynx when she did put up those 30 points, but just her versatility at all three levels and what she gives them defensively, which has been a real, real struggle for New York this season. So Natasha Howard is going to be huge for anything that they can do going forward. But we saw last night when this team is, doesn't have their shots falling, it's so difficult for them to win games because they came into this game knowing there was going to be no sill, knowing there was going to be no Lasia. Um, so that, that was a big problem for them the first several matchups. And having no sill inside meant that they should be attacking more. They should be getting more to the rim. But instead, they were often settling for these outside shots. And last night, they just weren't falling. And a lot of that is credit to this this blitzing Lynx defense because the scouting report is out on the Liberty. The primary ball handlers, Benaja Laney and Sabrina Unescu, really, really struggle when there's pressure up in their face. And the Lynx were picking it up full court. They were harassing them all the way through, sometimes to their detriment because they would get into a lot of foul trouble and then make silly fouls at half court that would give the Liberty a couple of freebies to stay close. But they, this team needs to have another dynamic for when those outside shots aren't falling. And last night we just could not see frequently enough because even when you, even when you shed the double team and you make the right pass, the it's, it's just this, this just like overwhelming uh, effect that side effect of this smothering defense is even when you get the, the open look, you're afraid of the closeout. You're afraid of the rotation. And they were missing a lot of shots that they shouldn't have been. And it's exhausting to try to play through and find those opening shots. So that was a huge credit to the Lynx's defense. But 
a detriment to New York that when they were getting those openings, they weren't able to take it to the rim for easier looks than some of the shots that they took and missed. Yeah, I, no. I was, no, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say dovetailing on that with uh, the point on uh, the perimeter defense from the Lynx. Um, obviously, you know, a ton of the offense is run through Silnatia. Like, uh, I think the Lynx depend on uh, assists for 50% of their threes and then 50% of the offense overall is run through the post. So this was a game that they knew coming in that they had to win on defense. And I think that, you know, you look at the Liberty's limited production from three, and that is part of what tells the story of this game is that the Lynx came out, defended super hard, made the Liberty question even when they took an open three, their ability to make it, and yeah, just kind of force the issue. And turnovers. Turn, I oh, mean, yeah. I, I feel like a oh, broken yeah. record, but tur- turnovers now granted... The Lynx had more turnovers than Liberty in this game, but but the the amount of turnovers got to give credit to Nigel Laney zero turnovers this game. Sabrina though five, it and a lot of them in that third quarter. A lot of yep. them was where and they were not good turnovers. There was an eight second violation where she was talking to the coaching staff. So who's who should be on top of that, right? Like the players on the court should all know it. The coaching staff should all know it. Uh, but it was just a lackadaisical turnover and just a couple of of passes. And what they've done better in the second half is there have actually been fewer live ball turnovers because that was a huge problem that they had. They're last in the league. I, last I saw, I think it was close to 17 turnovers a game for the Liberty. So they're last in the league in turnovers. But what was happening a lot was these these runs out of nowhere where they'd be in a close game and then they'd just throw the ball at each other's feet five times in a row, and next thing you know, they're down by 12, 14 points, and the game's over just like that. So the the live ball turnovers are really, really bad. But last night, it's just they came in spurts, and they came at bad times, and that's where the run, that's where the lead opened up for the Lynx. And the Liberty, to their credit, hung around, but that was a lot of, the Lynx also missed a lot of shots. Both of these teams missed a lot of shots last night, which led to, like, really large rebound totals. You talked a little yeah. bit on the Lynx side, but four out of the five Liberty starters had at least seven rebounds last night. And shout out to Michaela Onyanwede, who had her first 10 rebound game and her you first career double You mean future rookie of the year? Yeah, oh. absolutely. Is it, I, this is random, doesn't have to do with this game. Is there any, like, I guess a defense player of the year is the obvious one, but like, is there any individual award that is so highly. I got six six women. What like what's the most highly contested one right now? I think it is defensive player might be the most highly contested, even though it's really I don't know like a three or four person race. MVP feels settled. Um, although I, I I don't know I'm not a voter I don't know. Um, I do think that it's six women or defensive player, and then I think that the really really fun race is going to be coach of the year in my eyes. An executive. Ooh. Yeah. Miles, what do you think? I, I'm with you guys on Defensive Player of the Year just because, and we talked a little bit on the Sun on the Sun Mystics portion, but it's also yeah. just so difficult to... Shout out to Sill. That's <laughs> yes. all I really have to say about it. You know, we've all heard the arguments. Shout out to Sill and the Defensive Player of the Year race. We all know. It's, it's so I... difficult to grade defense. I think that's what it comes back to, where it's just... Defense can happen in so many different ways. So when you're looking at the flashy 
Brittany Sykes steals and layups, or you're looking at Sill just sitting in the paint and just blocking three shots, but she's also getting a steal a game, or the athleticism of JJ that we talked about. She's like um, 1.9 a game, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, I do want to talk, while we're talking defense, though, I do want to shout out Rebecca Allen, who has yeah. been phenomenal this season. And okay. Last... Okay. Wait, 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 wait. I This is perfect because I have this in my notes. Both of you know the Liberty much better than I. Not yeah. even going to front. Eight starts this season? Just eight? Yeah. Come no, on, man. I'm with you. I'm with you. So She's great. A lot of, a lot of the, the reasoning for that is she came late. She came over late due to overseas. So right. I think that had she had a full training camp, uh, Beck probably would have started at the four over Michaela. But then she was in for a little bit. She got hurt again. Um, so she was out with plantar fasciitis ahead of leaving early for the Olympics and then came back. She didn't start. Um, uh, she only started in those games where Sabrina sat earlier in the first half. And now with Sammy being banged mm-hmm. up, um, she started some games there. But I'm with you. Uh, what she brings to this team defensively is unlike anyone else. So I'll throw some stats at you just quick. But over her last six games, she has 14 steals and 12 blocks. So that's 2.3 steals a game, 2.0 blocks a game. And then on the season, in just 23 and a half minutes per game, she's averaging 1.8 steals and 1.3 blocks. So she's fourth in steals, and no one else in the top 15 is under 25 minutes a game. And she's ninth in blocks. She's cracked the top 10 in both. And it's just she's won them two games on the defensive end. There was the the Phoenix game, which was remembered for a lot of different reasons, but at the very end, New York was up by two and Phoenix had a chance and Rebecca Allen jumped the pass lane and got the ball away from Skylar Diggins-Smith. And then there was that 25th anniversary game against the Sparks where on back-to-back possession, she blocked three-point attempts. To that was win to so Liberty. fun. That was nasty. So that was an Beck amazing, Allen's, amazing yeah. run. Yeah. Her defense doesn't get talked about enough. And no. obviously she doesn't have the, the minutes to be in that defensive player of the year conversation, but all defense, I think she deserves consideration for what she's done, especially in the limited minutes. Do you think that Beck should be in the sixth woman of the year race? Just for her um, defense. I mean, she's also, she's, she's less efficient. Are, wait, she real quick, who are, recently. who are your top six women of the years right now? Both of you. Uh, Quigley is at the top for me. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess that could change if she starts every single game uh, going forward, but I don't even know if that matters because she's already come off the bench for so many of them. Um, and then Kelsey Plum, Andy, Erica Handy, honestly, like, Fair, yeah. either. Yeah, um, I, I agree with those takes. I, I feel like Hamby and Plum might split some votes just because they're yeah. on the same team. Uh, Mabry started hot, but fell off yeah. a lot a lot due to her her usage which was out of her control same, but same if, conversation if for quigley, her in the most improved yeah. yeah yeah if Allie quigley is eligible this season then it's her it should be her. Lose, i think yeah yeah all set She's, any final thoughts on this game from either of you before we uh say our goodbyes the one thing i do want to say i want to point out is new york liberty currently eighth seed in the playoff mm-hmm. hunt according to the league standings which obviously are slightly off but the very interesting aspect of that is the Minnesota Lynx on the other side of it being 16 and 9, or I guess 17 and 9 now. Now, yeah. 
Um, really, I, like I, I tweeted this out last night. Links not to not out there to say that they win out. They win out. They could very well be looking at a top two seed just considering who they play. And like we've talked about the Jenga like uh, fashion of what will happen if you pull off a victory here. That means that team has to lose, and so on and so forth. Uh, Miles will go down the audio file line. So Miles first, and then Danny. Any final thoughts? on either of these teams. Uh, I was so, just going to say what you said, that even with these injuries, I still see a path to a top three seed for the Lynx. Miles? Sorry, I just wanted to jump in and say the Liberty, it, it's a huge loss last night, obviously. They've got four games left. Huge. Two of them are against the Storm and the Sun. And then they've got the Wings and the Mystics, and both of those will be teams trying to play for that seven and eight seed. For the Liberty... What they need to do is they need to play through Benaja Laney a little bit more. In their wins, she averages 21 points on 53% shooting. In their losses, just 15 points on 40%. So when as she goes, the Liberty go. Um, so they just need to do whatever they can to get her more involved, involved early and attacking the basket because that really opens up, that sets up her confidence, but it also opens up her mid-range game. And we've seen her scoring dip every month since her hot start. I love this info. I love having you both on talking WNBA. It's been my pleasure. Yeah. Really nice to meet you, Miles. (laughs) This is a lot of fun. Thanks guys. (laughs) Reminder, Winsider is your one-stop shop for all your WNBA news and conversation, but we can't do it without your help. Become a subscriber at patreon.com backslash Winsider for just a few dollars a month. You can help grow the game.